I'm Austin. I'm Justin. And this is Amazeballs. your car. Take all your shit with you. Drive. Uh, sure. <laughs> and that's how you ruin your life. <laughs> who are you? Mother Nature's only son, that's who. And I want a word with you, Jonathan Quick. Tonight's episode is... Uh, Gather Ye Acorns. And uh, we've got Mark Hamill in it. Yeah, that was pretty surprising. All the way from, like, childhood to super old man. I wouldn't say childhood. Well, we didn't see him as the child. He wasn't playing the child. Right, it was, like, young adult to old, like, really old man. It was... All all Mark Hamill. It was kind of cool, because by the end, he looked just like he did in the new Star Wars movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Exactly like it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this episode starts in 1933, uh, in a small kind of suburb. Right. It was a very picturesque little house that he lived in with his parents. Yeah. Like the where he was like sitting out by the tree that first time, it was it was a very pleasant framing, like kind of like like it was like a painting or something. A lot of nice glow around yeah. the house. It was kind of the golden hour they call it. Um, and his mom comes in and is just pissed at him because he's he's reading in front of the radio. Yeah, it's, how ca- dare it's comic he? books. Yeah, he's he was. Uh, I don't know which comic book it was. Was no, I couldn't tell. It was yeah. really dark in that house every time we saw it. Um, and she's mad. She's like, what would your father think he'd have a conniption fit? Yeah, that was a weird <laughs> phrasing. So this is kind of... What is exactly a conniption fit? It's what his father was going to have when he got home and found him, like, slacking off. Um, and you could tell this was trying to be kind of ironic and satirical of the 80s frame of mind of, like, oh, you're just wasting your time in front of the TV. And, I mean, comic books were vilified again in the 80s. Like, when yeah. they first came out and then... It was sure. yeah. It wasn't until like the late nineties they became a legitimate part of literature. Yeah, in the common and like mind. now we live in like this comic book golden era. Well, comic book movie golden movie, era. Comic book moving. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I would say are comics are really like are really good right now. Yeah, they've been good for a while, but they're being recognized. Yeah. Um. But this is nineteen thirty three, and his mom hands him this huge medical textbook. And right, you gotta read this. Mm-hmm. Screw having fun. You're eight. Time to get to work. You gotta start reading this medical journal. This thing's like two Harry Potter books put together. Yeah, and it's like old as shit. Like like the bounding of it was just like <laughs> it was it was an intimidating looking book. Yeah, and I like to read. I hope it has pictures at least. Uh, probably it was a medical journal. Yeah, it was old though, so who knows? Uh, probably the pages with. Like, boobs and all the reproductive <laughs> systems were earmarked. Yeah. <laughs> or his parents ripped them out. 
This kid's like nah, nine. His parents weren't that attentive. This kid's nine or so. He's yeah. really young to be going through such a dense medical textbook. textbook. But this is when no wonder he doesn't want to do it. Like, mm-hmm. who the hell expects their child to be like? You gotta, <laughs> you gotta study up, boy. <laughs> well, uh, this is the parent's dream. This is when we find out it's really the dad's dream for the kid is to be a doctor. Since he was two years old. Yeah. That's what he said. He's like, my dad's been talking about this since I was two years old. That's probably just the first time he can remember it. The dad's probably been talking about it since he was two years old. Probably. (laughs) Uh, No, I'd like to think that, like, uh, even though that game didn't exist back then, he was like a toddler, and he walked in on his son playing Operation. Yeah. (laughs) No, didn't exist. And he was like a prodigy (laughs) at it, because he was a two-year-old, and he's like really good. Okay. At a game that wasn't even invented yet. Yeah. He's like, he's going to be the Tiger Woods of operating. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so he goes outside to and takes his comic under the tree, along with his medical textbook. But he doesn't get to read because... He gets distracted by the squirrels. Yeah. And the squirrel runs in the hole in the tree, and this is when uh, the uh, only son of Mother Nature makes an appearance. Right. The troll... And basically this troll tells him kind of what I told you in the opening monologue. Uh, but Yeah, he just goes on a big spiel about like how there's there's already enough uh, doctors. doctors and lawyers and people <laughs> who make money. Yeah. We need more dreamers. This reminded me of the uh, Republican battle against philosophers that they're using in this campaign for some reason. <laughs> and it's totally bunk, like, their numbers, but they don't want dreamers. No. This troll, he wants dreamers, and he's like, don't nope. throw away any of your toys. Not a single one. You, Keep Even everything. if your mother tells you to. Like, and you never have to work a day in your life. You can just live your dream. Just so, have fun. The kid, uh, I guess he's a lazy kid, as the dad calls him. Yeah, well... <laughs> Lazy by his standards. Yeah. Because he didn't want to, like, read a, a meta. Like, I, he might have been, like, lazy. Like, what could he have been doing anyway? I don't know. We never work. saw him doing chores or schoolwork or anything. Yeah. Just always reading comics. But, I mean, we saw him as a kid for, like, one scene. We do get a time skip, and now he's a really hard worker. That was... This is the, whenever we first see Mark Hamill. And the mom makes a mention of after he got out of school, he worked nonstop. Right. He's, like, working a factory job all day, and then he's going to close a drugstore at night. He's on overtime. And the parents are elated because they think it's going towards his uh, college fund. Right, he's just dropping the coins inside that little uh, mug. Yeah. The, like, mug with the face on it. Oh, he's saving up and towards he, tuition. He, oh, man, just just a few more nickels and dimes here, and I can pay for my medical degree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... But that's not his dream at all. Oh, no. He He's excited. He's like, I finally got enough pennies and dimes saved up. I'm going to take you guys out to lunch tomorrow. I got a, I got some news. Right, and they think that it's going to be him saying he's going to medical school. Oh, of course, because that's, that's their dream. Yeah, it's all they've been well, talking about. Well, it's the dad's dream and the enabler mom's dream, right. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because unless she says so... She gets hit. Oh, uh, I hope not. They don't like, uh, like uh, they that bad. <laughs> uh, but who knows? It's the forties. Um, we cut to the next day, and he's got that. Oh, that bitch and ride. 
Oh, man, yeah, he drives up in that car. Yeah. And then his parents are just, like... They're pissed. Uh, well, at first, they're just, like, shocked. Mm-hmm. Like, their mouths are just, like, agape. <laughs> and they can't say anything for a bit. This is this is a really nice, like, roadster. Hot oh, rod. yeah, it was a nice car. And he stops working after that. He's, like... This is, like, 55? <sighs> no, I'd say 40s. If he was, like, 9 and 33. It skipped to the 50s, though. Like, it was... The 30s, and then it was the 50s. Was it? Okay. I like, think that's why the dad got so mad, because he was, like, pretty old, like, still single, living at his parents' house. I was confused because the third time skip, we didn't get We did not, a no. Date. There were several time skips, and we did not get a date. That makes me think one. it was the present. Right. Yeah. I think so, too. So that would have been 86. Yes. But still, they should have put present or something right. after a couple of time skips just to keep with the formula. Um, but he uh, he gets kicked out of his house for this. Oh, yeah. Like his dad's just like, I put up with all your cockamamie schemes. You were a lazy kid and you're lazy now that you got that car. And that's all he wants. He's happy. Yeah, he's happy. He, he's just... Sitting there waxing his car like in a trance almost. Well, it's that golden hour shot again in front of the house. Yeah. And everybody's pissed at him. Like, he's just out there smiling, enjoying and this And he does star. not give two shits. <laughs> no. His parents are, like, super pissed at him. <laughs> they got no reason to be. Yeah. I mean, he, if he's in a pinch, he could either sell that car or continue working at that rate. If he can work. Well, I like, think that that's what, like, I think that there was, like, a mini time skip. You think so? Between him driving up with the car and him waxing the car. Okay. Because it seemed like him driving up with the car was like the next, like the next day. It was because right? he said he was going to take him to lunch. But then whenever they yelled at him and kicked him out of the house, yeah, they were talking like, like ever since you got that car, you've been lazy. You haven't gone back to work. You haven't done anything. Yeah. So that, that makes it be... like like maybe that was like a few like months or something there. That could with be the also problem. no indication. <laughs> that can be the problem with uh, such a short time frame and cramming so much story into or, it. Or, I mean, we've seen how insane the parents are now. Maybe they're just literally like five hours later. Oh, that's totally coming possible. At, coming out, be like, yeah. ever since you got that car five hours ago, you haven't done anything but wash it. <laughs> so he moves out to the desert, uh, lives in a shack with all his stuff that he took from his home, because he's still listening to this. Uh, troll or tree spirit, nature spirit kind of advice. I don't think it showed up in his life again, like, since he was a kid. From Since he was a kid. It showed up once when he left home. There were a lot of weird cuts where it just showed the troll's face. Yeah, but he didn't see it, I don't think. So he was just observing yeah, the events. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think it actually talked to him again until this scene. Yeah. Right now. Well, he learns that he's going to be kicked out of his house, which he doesn't really own. It's just a shack in the desert. Well, and also, he's extremely old at this point. Yeah. This is in the... No, he's not extremely old. I'd say he's, like, late 50s. This isn't his final final form. Right, yeah. (laughs) This is his late 50s. And he finds out some land developer has bought the land where his cabin is. And at first, when you see him, you kind of, like, feel sad, because he looks like... Like this... like Like a destitute. Like, he's wearing raggedy clothes, like... Like, his car's all dirty and super old now. This is where I started to draw parallels between Mark Hamill's character, Jonathan, and the troll. Because now he's got a full beard, he's got wild hair, he's dressed 
in. Like, he looks like a series. crazy old prospector. Yeah, and with he, like long johns. And, like, he's starting to look like the troll. Is what I'm saying. I suppose. And throughout the episode, they look more and more alike until yeah. the end, where they almost look identical except for height. Yeah, that's true. Um, the troll shows up now, and he's he's really cool. Well, cause... first he talks to those people. Oh yeah. And that's what I wanted to say because at first, whenever I first saw him, he doesn't talk or anything. He's just like walking up to his obvious little hut in the desert. So you just first he'll feel sad, but he's actually perfectly happy. Kinda, it seems like. Yeah, he's kind of at peace. Like, he just goes up and he starts talking to the little kids about his love life, like, about how he used to love a girl named Elizabeth, because that was the little girl's name. Who was in the circus. Yeah, who was in the circus, and you're like, oh, okay, he's actually lived, like, a a pretty good life. He's had some adventures. Yeah, he's had some adventures. He seems fine. And that was apparently fake. Well, no, I think the reaction we get to the troll showing up again... Is him finding out his house is getting demolished. Exactly, it's in the heat of the moment. Yeah. And I really like the troll's design, because he's mimicking the landscape everywhere we go. At first, they're in, like, the Midwest, so he's got, uh, like, elm leaves all over his beard. And then we right. get to the desert, and it's, like, a, tumble- a tumbleweed. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, a tumbleweed beard. Um, after he has this confrontation with the troll in the desert... Where he's, he's extremely emotional. And he's, like, he's, he's throwing angry. all this shit at the troll. Yeah, he's angry. He's like, I have nothing because of your advice. You we got some me. good special effects with the troll. When he first showed up, he was bouncing all over the place. But this time is even better, I think. Because uh, we get that great shot where the bag of flour hits the troll. <laughs> yeah. And then he teleports away and his silhouette's on the wall in flour. Right, yeah. And then he's walking, he's like running up. Upside like, down? Upside down on the ceiling. Yeah, and that, that was the point where I was just like, whoa, I give up. <laughs> you got those kind of powers. I'm, I'm sorry I threw shit at you. The teleporting wasn't enough? Uh, <laughs> he walking lost, he lost his temper. Okay. <laughs> he's defying gravity now. But we get another time skip, and this is when it well, doesn't Well, first show he watches it. his house get demolished. Yeah, there's some shack closure there. Yeah. He He's tried. got all of his all of his shit in the in his car. His car does not look good at this no. point. It's been driving nonstop. This is like Forrest Gump. He good, left his house but and Jesus. never stopped driving. It's still going. Yeah, it does stop on the freeway. Um, he has to push it like twenty miles to the gas. That's station. in the future. That's that's the next time skip though. Exactly. This is whenever he's in his quote unquote final form. <laughs> no. Actually, no. This no. isn't even his final form. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, he has to push it like 20 miles is what I'm saying to get to that gas station. Yeah. And he gets it there. The, the attendant gives him a lot of crap. He's like, you're a bum. I'm not giving you gas. And he's like, I just want to get some gas so I can drive my car off of the Hoover Dam. Exactly. And he's like, I, he's like, and he tries to give him a mug full of pennies. That <laughs> face mug that he was putting all that change in whenever he was a, uh, like a young adult. What did he say, the gas station attendant? He was like, there's gotta be, he's like, there's gotta be... At least $10 worth of pennies in here. He used one of those 80s, 90s, like, uh, substitutes for fuck. Like, I can't count all your flippin' pennies. Yeah, or, he's like, oh, don't you think I have anything better to do than count your flippin' pennies? One of those things that's okay to say on TV, but you know exactly what they're oh, doing. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is where we get the big reveal that all his stuff is priceless. Right. Because the limo's parked next to the gas station. There's a limo parked next to him at the gas station, and the lady rolls the window down, and she sees his mug. Well, she's been eyeing that mug. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll give him ten for it. 
Right, they go on a big exchange, and she just seems awestruck the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of like, mm, okay, I'll take ten, I can get a, a nice last meal for that. A sumptuous meal. Yeah, a sumptuous <laughs> meal. And he's like, and he like made some comment about like if it's going to make her so happy, he'll gladly do it or something. So he is But now... then she gives him ten grand. Yeah, he's now rich. Like right then, and he's just like, holy fuck. <laughs> and this took forever. Like, he's... In his late seventies by now. Yeah. Uh, he's maybe at, even older. He's at the auction house. This is his final form. Yeah. He's got a really the auction house. Yeah. Trim this is his beard, final form. But like snow colored hair. Right. Have you ever seen the Hunger Games? No. Uh. Well, people listening. No. The the guy, uh, his name was Snow actually. Yeah. Like the bad guy in Hunger Games, like the main bad guy. Did he look like this? Yeah, he looked like almost exactly like. How uh, my camera looks at the I thought he looked like Richard Dreyfus from like Mr. Yeah, Holland's that's, Opus. That's Mark Hamill with a pure white beard and hair looks very like, much like super slicked back. Yeah, uh, full suit, full suit, suit with like a cane. And we see the troll here. It's an auction oh, house. Oh no, we missed the best part. What? Him selling his stuff at the comic shop. Because I want to talk about this comic oh, shop. Oh yeah. <laughs> We did. We skipped right over that. Yeah. This, this is, is a, where Forrest Whitaker makes a performance, looking straight up fly in his, in his Woody, Woody Woodpecker, uh, like, blue sweater and, like, thick rimmed glasses, <laughs> and he's just, like, like nerdgasming all over this guy's stuff. Who wouldn't? They have <laughs> the action comics with Superman first. Oh, yeah. And they offer him just straight up right there. This will break... 200 grand. This will break the comics. For all of that stuff. Like, just casually. He's like, I'll give you 200 grand for all this. Like, you were a fucking local comic book shop. (laughs) What the hell is this? You just have 200 grand? (laughs) No way. I mean, it was This was 80s. 86. Well, okay. They're going to hype that, of course, because the whole thing takes place in LA. Yeah. Uh, Height of the comic era. Height of the... Uh, collectors really starting to get into that pulp stuff from the 50s and 40s and beyond. Why was Forrest Whitaker in this? I don't was know. This that was before he that got That was a famous? really small part. No, he's been in stuff his whole life. Pretty much. Okay. Because um, it was like, he had like one line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then we get to the auction house, and the little troll dude is dressed exactly the same. Same beard, same Oh, guy. yeah, it looks like a mini-me. So this is where my theory comes in, that he's grooming Mark Hamill to become a troll. Uh, maybe. They're starting to look like Mark Hamill's now filthy rich. And I think he's going to give him magic powers. I think he's, uh, the troll is just a, like, hallucination on part of Mark Hamill. Oh, you think it's like his inner, inner child? Yeah, something? it's just like... Uh, well, that, or he's just crazy when he sees this <laughs> troll that talks to him. That could be. And it worked out for him, though. Because we're led to <laughs> oh, believe... Oh, we missed the, the, that also this troll, best wingman ever. But we're led to believe at the end that they can see the troll because he bids on something. Uh, it, yeah. It could be a bait and switch. I mean, it it's amazing be. stories. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about the wingman thing, though. Uh, Mark Hamill sits down, he sees the little troll sitting next to him, and, uh... He, like, walks up, like, super casually. He's, like, all happy. He's just, like... He's, like, I guess the least that I owe you is a drink. Troll disappears. And he's talking to the troll. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh... But he's, like, looking forward, saying it, like, trying to... Looking through, of course. Yeah. Blinks out of existence, 
And there's a, a woman. A, yeah, there's a hot chick sitting another chair over. Best wingman ever. And she's just like, oh, well, you don't owe me anything, but I'll take it. <laughs> and then he just like walks off with her on his arms. Yep. <laughs> and then the troll like winks at him as they walk by because he teleported. Yep. Like he always does. And that's the end. Yeah. Filthy rich. Filthy fucking rich. Because he kept all of his old shit. Yeah. So, moral yeah. of the story, kids. Hoard stuff. Hoard everything. I don't think point. it has a moral. Not all of these have morals. And but if it did... If anything, the moral is like to... Follow find, your dreams. Follow your dreams. Uh, you can find like value in, like, in things that you wouldn't expect. I also kind of thought it may have been Mark Hamill's fault that it took so long. Because he was in the shack out in the woods, and he's like, I finally get it after... He, right, because uh, oh, that breakdown. He it ended up having like the tail end of his life be very good, but from I'd say probably about twenty five to seventy five, he was a homeless person that like lived in a shack. Do you think with, he was like, there to drive around the whole time? His car was filthy. I think he was... He drove a lot. Yeah, sure. But what I'm saying is he came to the realization in, in his shack. I'm not... Well, I'm just saying... Anything. Yeah, I'm just saying... Let's keep in mind that his life was not... Like, it ended great. But overall, he didn't have... Like, he had a good life, it seemed. Like, he was happy. So, I guess it worked out. But, yeah, it depends on like, if you're measuring it by material. But toward the end, but toward the end, it kind of, like, that's what I don't get about it. It seems like it was trying to teach this story of, like, you can be happy without all this material stuff, but then it was just like, oh, but here's all this material stuff. Well, that's, that's where the magic is. <laughs> and that's whenever he, like, he's, that's whenever he's happiest, is after he has all the stuff. That's where the magic comes <laughs> in. He had to realize he could be happy anywhere. And then the troll was like, okay, now I can cast your wish. Yeah. Like, it, it took you personal growth to for this spell to work. All right. So he was just a slow a slow learner. Yeah, because he was a lazy kid, and he was a lazy <laughs> with a really nice car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He got laid so much on that road trip he took. <laughs> Back when it was shiny and red. Oh, man. Like, right, like, like the next day, he left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately started, like, smashing in every town he came well, to. This was the 40s. <laughs> there was work to be had. Uh, uh, there weren't a lot of men around because it was oh, the war. Yeah, if this was the 40s, that's another thing. Why wasn't he in, like, why wasn't he in the war? Well, we don't know exactly how old he is. He may have missed the draft, or he may have, you know, by being too young or too old. Maybe. Who knows? I guess. Whenever he was, like, just looked like Mark Hamill, he yeah. could have been, like... 16. They really didn't establish it. Yeah, but I doubt it. It seemed like he was older. Oh, yeah, of course. This was almost 10 years after the first Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Uh, This has been episode 16 of Amazeballs. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what's the name of next week's episode? Boom! Oh, my God. I can't wait. See you guys then. See ya.